Has Southern Miss found their quarterback? It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, we'll get to all of the basketball, including Southern Miss's impressive win over JMU, Cajuns get their first Sunbelt win, and all of a sudden, Marshall and Troy, not great preseason, if you will, uh, records, but all of a sudden, 3-0 and in the Sunbelt. But the big news over the weekend was Southern Miss finding their quarterback, maybe. So Tate Rodemaker, who most of us had not heard of until Jordan Travis got hurt for Florida State, uh, went in there, played okay, got hurt. And, you know, didn't play in the Orange Bowl. Florida State gets hammered. And Rodemaker ends up in the transfer portal. And Southern Miss gets what appears to be a pretty good quarterback, okay? He, by far, as far as I'm concerned, went to the best offer that he had. He's from Valdosta, Georgia. And his best offer was from Florida State. Some other Power 5 schools included uh, Baylor, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, and uh, Boston College in Utah, I think, were his best offers, Power 5-wise. He got offered by Southern Miss the first time around. Got offered by, oh, he did get offered by Northwestern. Got offered by a bunch of G5 schools. Troy, Tulane, Western. Uh, did he get offered by Georgia Tech? He did not get offered by Georgia Tech. So he is a three. he was a three-star quarterback recruit that took his best offer. All right? So... Someone saw something of, of him, uh, and that could be uh, Norvell. Although maybe this is only Norvell's third year, and Rodemaker, this is his redshirt junior year, so maybe he inherited him. So Rodemaker uh, is now at Southern Miss. Uh, he will battle Ethan Crawford, who appears to be the starting quarterback. Billy Wiles was the starter but got benched. Others are admittedly higher on Ethan Crawford. He's certainly shown flashes of being really good, but inconsistent, which I think comes with, I believe, a true freshman quarterback. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I would think going into spring ball, you know, they're going to have to figure out how Tate Rodemaker is not the starter. All right. And we'll see different coaches do different things. We're going to have a battle in, you know, the fall. Uh, that's not the way it was with the Cajuns, right? Mike Desimo says it's Ben Wooldridge's job. Everybody knows their role, which I think is better, which is easier, right? You don't have this the huge swings of having a good day and a bad day, and you're worrying about it. You know you're the starter. Go out and do your thing. You guys know you're the backups. Go out and do your things. I prefer it that way. Charles Huff was like, yep, yeah, same thing. Others are, we're going to have a battle. Keeps guys, I guess, engaged more. Who knows? Everyone does it their own way. The other thing is Southern Miss uh, has a bunch of recruits and has the second best uh, recruiting class 
according to 24-7. And we still have about a month before uh, the final signing day. I don't know how we're doing it, right? It's actually the signing day compared to early signing day. <clears throat> Here's the thing that people can't conflate, though. And here's the issue for Will Hall. So in 2021, Texas A&M, you know, I looked this up and I got to make, I got to confirm it because it may have been 22, 22. I was right. Okay. So in 2022, Texas A&M had the best recruiting class in the nation. And that's when Nick Saban accused Jimbo Fisher of buying his class. By the way, Saban finished second at Alabama that year. All right. And the problem is when you was like, well, Jimbo's got to do it now. He's got the best recruiting class in America. Well, those guys are all freshmen. <clears throat> and by the way, most of them, a lot of them transferred out already. Right. He got too many guys playing the same position. But people conflate he got the best recruiting class. And now when does that translate into winning a national championship or at least competing for one? And it takes a couple of years. Now, it doesn't take nearly as long as it used to on other podcasts. I've mentioned, you know, it used to be back in my day, right? When, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, if freshmen played, they were special, right? We remember Herschel Walker because he was special. There are the exceptions. Manziel and Winston both winning Heisman trophies as a, you know, redshirt freshman. All right. that That's the exception to the rule, right? Usually... You redshirted, didn't play at all, got bigger and stronger, and then played a little bit your redshirt freshman year and probably contributed your redshirt sophomore year. So you've been on campus three years. That's why I always never got all that enthused about recruiting because why are we talking about a high school kid that's not going to, you know, contribute to your team for three seasons? <clears throat> that's obviously not the way things work anymore. If you're not contributing – by the time you're a sophomore, your second year on campus, something's wrong. All right. Usually you're going to transfer out. And this is where Will Hall finds himself kind of in a tough spot. He's got to have a good year this year, right? We're fighting for the fighting Will Halls. Okay. He survived what was not a great season by any stretch. They played better down the stretch, they had a big win against the Cajuns. But this was a year with the schedule that they had. But Florida State and Tulane on the schedule, although Tulane was in Hattiesburg, uh, they could have been better with a worse record, right? Last year, or, you know, the 2022 seasons, they went uh, seven and six. They got a bowl win and uh, everything was great. Now they're looking at like a five and seven season. They could be better. But with a worse record, it obviously did not turn out that way, mostly because they didn't have a quarterback. The, you know, once in a while, the defense showed up, and then all of a sudden, the defense didn't show up. It was kind of an odd season, really odd year, and they've made some changes moving forward. But he's got to have a good year this year, okay? Otherwise, the recruiting class doesn't have a chance to contribute, right? It's going to take at least, if you come up with a great recruiting class in 2024, right? Does, isn't it going to take at least till 26 to anyone seriously contributing that? So it's important for people not to conflate what 2024 season is going to be and the potential. And that's why when you have a good recruiting class, it's important to be able to maintain and, you know, improve 
on what you've been doing. So he's got to have a good season next year. Okay. And, you know, we'll probably do this shortly, you know, quarterbacks that are coming back and where they stand, right? We still haven't heard. I don't think we've heard from TJ Finley. Um, we think we know what the Cajuns have. All right. Um, uh, we don't know. What, well, we know what South Alabama has. Okay. We know what Arkansas State has. We're not quite sure about ULM. We'll see what direction they go in. There's no reason why, you know, Will Hall and Southern Miss, if Tate Rodemaker is good, if we hit, I don't think he's got to be an all-time great quarterback, right? I'm not sure that that's fair to him. But if he is able to consistently move the team down the field and put them in, you know, scoring range and scoring touchdowns and not relying on a defense, and all of a sudden the defense gets tired in the fourth quarter because the offense hasn't moved the ball all game, and you see an improvement to where they are, seven and five. Eight and four, competing for a Sunbelt West title. Then that gives the recruiting class that he's put together a chance to develop. And that's what you need. And that's what we have in this transfer portal. You need guys to fill the holes of the people who are leaving so that so the kids, the, the high school kids, have a chance to develop. So that's really important that he got Tay Rodemaker because he's got two years left of two years left of eligibility. So we'll see where that leaves him. That doesn't mean he's going to stay there for two years. Um because he's going to be a redshirt senior. And we'll see where that leaves Ethan Crawford, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think the big news is that they got a quarterback and see if they can, you know, compete in the West. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to compete in the West if, if Rodermaker is who we think he is going to be. All right, let's take a timeout. Huge weekend in uh, Sunbelt basketball. The number 19th ranked JMU Dukes go down to the aforementioned Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We will do that when we come back. Let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We're in the... the, uh, the Winter cap, uh, Mama Schultz got a little snow up in uh, upstate New York. And we're supposed to get bad weather here in, in Lafayette, like high winds and rain. Schools are already shutting down. Uh, like you, pe- kids are going to school half a day here so kids can get home safely before the weather hits later in the afternoon, which is probably the appropriate action, but a little bit odd uh, when you see it coming. Uh, all right, so big weekend in Sunbelt Hoops. And specifically, as we mentioned, for uh, Southern uh, Miss. It was, and I've said this before, it's really hard to win on uh, the road in college sports, all college sports. When you win on the road, I don't care if you're a top team or a bottom team, really hard to win on the road. So when Southern Miss lost to Georgia Southern last weekend, although embarrassingly by 21, uh, you take it with a grain of salt, all right? Not great, but 
a loss on the road is a loss on the road. And then they started to turn things around. They got a nice win against Georgia State, who has is much improved from last season, despite what their record uh, may be. And then they're taking on JMU. JMU struggled against what I would think is about an average Cajuns team. I think they're going to finish in the middle of the Sun Belt. Have a chance to do some damage in the tournament, but I, I don't think they're going to compete for a championship this year. They struggled shooting less than 42%. They, if you round it down, they shot 41% from the floor, 22 23% from three. They even shot you know, 63% from the free throw line. If the Cajuns make a couple of more free throws, that would have been closer. Um, and so James Madison, again, a tough win on the road against the Cajuns. They have to do it again on Saturday against Southern Miss, and they didn't. JMU, again, cold from the floor, 40% from uh, the floor, 11%, 12% from three. They went two of 17 from three, and about 70%, 13 and 19 from uh, the floor. So JMU has had a couple of, day, t- couple of tough shooting days, and of course, when you're 19th ranked and you're undefeated, the teams get up for it. The crowds get up for it. They said it was a great crowd for the Cajuns. A little bit disappointing on my end, but the Cajuns crowd got into it. Uh, absolutely helped them get back into the ball game when they found themselves down by 11, got within one. And the Southern Miss crowd, despite the students not being there, same for the Cajuns, that uh, they got into it. And whether it affected James Madison or not, they never had a lead. After, I thought it was the 15-minute mark. Let's see here. Their last lead was, I'm pretty sure, at the fifth, uh, six to four, 16-minute mark. Let me see here. Mm-mm-mm. Nine, six, nine. Yeah, no, it was the 16-minute mark. Unless they took the lead. No, they didn't take the lead. So they they had the lead. Southern Miss had the lead throughout. Uh, methodically building it, had a nice lead at half, nine points at half, and it got up to a 15-point lead early in the second half. And I think this is where the game changed. JMU, so they get a 15-point lead. Southern Miss does. JMU scores twice in a row, and Southern Miss missed at one possession. They missed on one possession. So now a 15-point lead is down to 11. Jay Ladner calls time. Now, the run sort of continued, but JMU ended up running out of gas. They got a close, They got as close as four, but I think the timeout settled Southern Miss down. Um, another, I mean, it's a real interesting ball game by Andre uh, Curbelo. He is not... He's a high-volume shooter with not the most efficient shot, all right? He had a triple-double, I believe, in the game on Thursday uh, against, uh, what, Georgia State. But he was like 5 for 21. In this ballgame, he's 5 for 15. Yet, he's still handing out 9 assists. So he had 15 points and 9 assists. Overall, that's pretty good. Although, the shooting from 3 and the 5 for 15... You'd like to improve. And then after the ballgame, Jay Ladner was like, look, we just got Curbelo back, and that's going to take some time to, uh, to figure out uh, moving forward. All right. 
Um, Victor Hart had a big ball game, 16 points, seven rebounds. It should be pointed out, Cajuns fans saw JMU players getting chippy. And it also should be mentioned, I want to reiterate, that the, the JMU player that got chippy with the Cajuns was one that didn't play. It's always a player that didn't play, right? He was in street clothes and he got chippy in the line. You know, it's awfully tough to get chesty when you're not the one playing, okay? And in the Southern Miss ball game, if you watch it, and I don't have a, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. But if uh, you watch it, Victor Hart, for some strange reason, gave TJ Bickerstaff an elbow in the back of the head on a free throw, nonetheless. And then others started defending TJ Bickerstaff. All of a sudden, uh, Hart takes an, a, a forearm shiver, and that's when it sort of the refs try to settle it down. Uh, I think TJ Bickerstaff was given a technical foul for no apparent reason, but that's what happened. Victor Hart, who eventually got ejected for all of this, he gave he gave Bickerstaff a you know a shot to the back of the head. So it wasn't JMU starting it; it was it was Victor Hart, and eventually he got he got tossed uh, out of the ball game. Uh, Austin Crowley also only in 24 minutes he had 15 points. Uh, Terrence Edwards he had 15, leading the way for the Dukes, but a big win uh, for Southern Miss, uh, and. Like a little bit more enthusiasm for Jay Ladner. I understand, um, you know, even Keel and everything. You don't want to get too high, get too low. But I mean, beating an undefeated team at home when you have not had the best of all, you know, pre-conference seasons, and you're working your point guard back in uh, is nice. But you know, he thinks they have a championship squad. I appreciate that. But again, it would be. You know, have a little enthusiasm, you know, like that was fun. <clears throat> and he's just like, yeah, we kind of knew. Yeah, it's kind of just even kill. All right. Uh, but a big win and uh, nothing, no, nothing for JMU to be ashamed of. You know, again, they got down by 15 and got it to four a couple of times. Winning on the road is hard. And again, when you're the 19th ranked team and you are undefeated, everyone is going to So I wouldn't worry about it if I am uh, JMU. Uh, we'll see if Southern Miss can uh, take it to the next uh, level. All right, we'll come back. We'll recap the rest of Saturday's action. Arkansas State with a big win. Marshall and Troy have now started 3-0. and oh. Let me tell you a little bit about Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin <laughs> right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, and this is scary. Amoxicillin. All right, we'll try to get that right. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling that if one of my family members or one of my kids got sick, don't have any kids, but if my mom or brothers got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Jace Case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, cyanitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off 
your order. All right, Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's check out the rest of the Sunbelt. I was at the Cajuns ball game against Coastal Carolina, and, you know, Coastal Carolina wouldn't go away. I thought the Cajuns were playing pretty well. Joe Charles had a huge ball game. They snuck in an extra rebound in there. 22 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks, three steals. Cajuns. Actually got down in the second half. They were trailing. Joe Charles ends up hitting back-to-back threes, and that was basically it. But Coastal would not go away. And it was a nice win for the Cajuns, 85-77. Arkansas State, this is a, a crazy – they beat uh, Old Dominion 90-75, to but they had never scored – did we go over that? They had never scored 100 in their history in the Sun Belt in regulation? Ever? And they did that a couple of games ago. They're playing better. They did that against Georgia Southern. They take down Old Dominion 90 to uh, 75. Arkansas State is 2-1. and one. All right, we'll go over the standings here because some of these teams that did not start out well are doing well in uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, Georgia State goes into Mobile and takes down South Alabama. Georgia State is 2-1. and one. They beat the Jaguars 90 to 76. Turbo Jones had 22 points for uh, South Alabama. Taylor had 22 points for uh, Georgia State. Watch out for Georgia State. We'll see it. Again, they struggled last year in the Sun Belt. They they only had three wins in the Sun Belt last year. They already have two uh, this season. All right. Georgia Southern gets their second win. By the way, all of a sudden, Georgia Southern has won two out of three. And again, as we said, winning on the road is tough. All right. Monroe is not that good. They're four and nine, oh and three in the Sun Belt. But Georgia Southern came in two and twelve. Now they've won two out of three. All right. Uh so a good job by uh, Charlie Henry's club uh to get their second win and bounce back after what was well an embarrassing loss. Was it by like 30? What was that by? They lost 109 to 83. So 26 almost. Yeah. To his buddy, coach in Arkansas State. So you know that he, you know, as a coach and as a competitor, losing to your friend is one thing. Getting blown out is another. He hates that. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, all right. So um, Troy is now 3-0. and They started out the season. They were 6-6 six and six heading into Sunbelt play. And they take down App State, who was 11-3 and coming in. Now 11-4. and Troy, 3-0. and They beat App State 66 uh 62, and also 3-0, Marshall. Marshall was 5-8 and eight heading into Sunbelt play. They're now 3-0. and oh. A lot of that in a one-bid league. Your pre-conference schedule, schedule doesn't mean a whole lot. Marshall drops Texas State, who's 0-3, by the way, 79-75. So let's see if we can check out these uh, standings real quick. So Troy and Marshall... 3-0, and all right. James Madison, App State, Southern Miss, Georgia State, Arkansas State, Georgia Southern, 2-1, and one, all right? So you got James Madison and App State, probably the two best teams in the conference, 14-1 and one and 11-4, and four, respectively. Southern Miss, 2-1, and one. they had a losing record, uh, or actually, I guess they were they were 500. They were 6-6, six and six, all right? But now they're 2-1 and one in the Sun Belt. Georgia State, they did have a losing record. They were five and six, 
before the Sun Belt. They're two and one. Arkansas State was, you know, four and eight before Sun Belt play. They're two and one. And Georgia Southern was 0 and 12 <laughs> before Sun Belt. And they're now two and one. All right. Cajuns one and two. South Alabama one and two. Coastal Carolina one and two. Texas State 0 and three. Monroe 0 and three. And Old Dominion 0 and three. Uh, the bottom of the Sun Belt, not that great. Coastal Carolina, four and ten. Texas State, six and nine. Monroe, four and nine. And Old Dominion, four and eleven. Old Dominion, obviously, without uh, Jeff Jones uh, as he recuperates uh, from his heart issues. We're wishing him all the best. It'll be interesting to see where Georgia Southern ends up. All right. No one's going to care about the 0 and 12 start to the season. If they get a good seed in the tournament and they're playing well. Uh, so things can change. I wouldn't say necessarily quickly because it'll take a couple of months. But you can end up having a really good season by the end of the year. What happens if they get to, like, to the Sunbelt semifinals? Because they got a good seed. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Okay, we will. You know, we got to do the quarterback. I got to figure out who the quarterbacks are heading in there. So we'll sort of rank quarterbacks this week we'll also of course pre uh preview uh sunbelt play cajuns i think are gone for like a couple of weeks so we won't get any local basketball here uh for a couple of weeks so we will do it from afar as they say uh thanks for tuning in we are ever approaching uh, 1100 subscribers so that is fantastic really appreciate uh everybody uh subscribing don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet uh the youtube page i see i can see all of the returning people watching and that's fantastic, but we have a lot of new followers. So if you would subscribe, uh, it would be a big help. And we will get to, you know, 1,100, 1,200 uh, very, very quickly. So, again, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching and listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team, every day.